I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 174. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. The message of this week's song by Jordan Feliz is crucial in your walk with God. Beloved reminds us of an important truth that will be foundational as we follow our Savior. I can't wait to get started, so let's listen. Your heart is There's a personal story behind why uh, the area of scripture that I chose to go to this week. And before I tell you the story, I want to say that's what it should be all about. You know, this journey with God's word is personal. I never want you to feel guilty if you don't take one of my weekly challenges. I don't ever want you to feel defeated because you don't know scripture as well as I do. Because guess what? I'm surrounded by others who know scripture much better than I do. And I I never want their knowledge to bring me into feelings of defeat. And I definitely don't want my current level of knowledge to ever convince me that somehow I've arrived. Because it's a beautiful journey that's never complete. And everyone has to put their foot on the path for the first time. Okay, so I hope that encourages you because there will be these sweet moments when you will know exactly where to go in scripture because the scripture has gotten into you in such a way that it overflows into your life. And over time, this will happen more and more. Just trust me. In fact, I remember a pastor that my grandmother used to listen to. Um, She subscribed to his tape ministry. Yes, you heard that right. Cassette tapes. For you young listeners out there, cassette ministries, I believe, were the forerunners of podcasts because pastors would record their messages and then mail out uh, these cassette tapes to a list of subscribers. And it sounds an awful lot like podcasting, don't you think? But anyway, this particular pastor would speak and everything he said was laced with scripture. And I remember listening to a message that he gave and almost everything was word for word from God's word. But he never said, and Romans 5 says, da 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 da, da and Philippians 4.13 says, blah, blah, blah. He just spoke it. And I prayed that, that one day, I prayed that day, that one day, 
I could be like that. That one day I would have so much scripture tucked into my very being that it would just ooze out and the listener would be exposed to truth practically unaware. Did you listen to last week's podcast? Well, right at the very end, right before my So What's Next section, I did that. I laced together most of the references in 1 Peter that reflected our discussion on suffering, and I only added the connecting words. Every word was God's word. And while I designed the end of last week's podcast that way, I want my life to naturally reflect God's word. I want my prayers to reflect God's word. I want... God's word and his truth to be my banner, to be my identity. And that inspires me every day to stay in God's word. You see, my words, I've said it before, they don't matter at all. We have this great gift in the word of God, and all we have to do is stay committed to it and to its author who has graciously provided it and protected it for thousands of years. So back to my personal story. When when I was growing up, I couldn't go to church camp because we couldn't afford it. A few hundred dollars in the summer was impossible. And so I never went until my senior year when I had my own job and a little money of my own to spend. But one summer before that, uh, my aunt actually sprang for me and my cousin to attend church camp in Texas. I was visiting family for the summer in Louisiana and Texas, and I'm the oldest cousin, but um, only a year separates me between uh, myself and my next cousin down. So we went to camp that year, and we played games and made crafts and learned about Jesus and laughed too hard and stayed up too late. And Music was a huge part of that camp. In fact, they gave us a cassette tape. <laughs> there it is again, a cassette tape reference. I know, I'm old. And on that tape um, of, of all the songs that we sang all week, and, and there was like a special presentation with music and all of that, and I was part of the choir at camp that week, but on it was a song. And it went like this, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God, he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Beloved, let us love one another, First John 4, 7 and 8. <laughs> and just like that, when I reflected on the title of this week's song, I ran to First John to read all about the beloved. You see, it got into me and it spilled out. And I see that word and I think of those verses that are tucked away magically by with the help of uh, music, right? Which is the foundation of this podcast. So God knew something years and years ago, even at my first church camp. But I want to go ahead and introduce this week's bites. I used these Bible interaction tool exercises this week as I interacted with First John. And so if you're not sure how to get started or you want to mix it up a bit in your own personal time with God, you can do the same. You can use one or all of these bites. But First John is a letter. And just like we discussed last week, you need to read these short letters of the New Testament all in one sitting, at least once, before you start to pick them apart. And this week I pulled out my YouVersion app on my phone and I listened to First John in the New Living Translation, which is my favorite version to listen to because it's a thought-for-thought translation that kind of reads how we speak today. But when it got to 1 John 4, 7, and 8, it didn't say beloved. It said dear friends. (laughs) Ah, so that kind of messed me up. So I went ahead and listened to it again in the King James Version. I'm not sure if you noticed, but the song I learned was in the King James. I think you could have told of. Uh, understood that when it said knoweth and loveth and all those things. But 
I love the King James Version because that's the version I memorized when I was young. And my pastor preached from it. It is very familiar to me. However, I don't highly recommend it for new believers because the old language can be confusing and you spend more time trying to figure out the words and then you lose the overall meaning. However, it does have this poetic nature about it. And the guy on the audio version is British. So what can be better than listening to a poetic version of God's word with this awesome accent? <laughs> so to all my Australian and British listeners out there, we Americans are sucker suckers for a cool accent. Okay, so I pulled up my next next. Uh, so I listened to it in the New Living Translation and then in the King James Version. And then I pulled up my favorite version to study in. And that is the English Standard Version. And I listened to it again in the ESV. And it used the word beloved instead of dear friends. And so I loved that. So at this point in the week, I had listened to the entire letter from John or first John uh, three times. And thus I've used Bible interaction tool exercises of listening to an audio version context because we listened to the entire letter. We have the complete context of the author repetition and exploring the text in a variety of translations. So there you have it, four bites right in a row just by doing what I did, listening to an audio version, reading in context, repetition, and exploring the text in a variety of translations. Then I added one more bite in preparation for today. I looked up the word for beloved in the Greek, and I'm, I'm going to link to the summary page in the show notes so that you could see what I saw when I looked that uh, word up. But did you know that I take notes for you every week? You can find the we- this week's show notes at michellekneezat.com forward slash 174. And I always include links to outside resources, a recap of the episode, scripture references, and I embed a YouTube video of the song every week. So if you don't want to run out and buy the song or you just want to listen to the song, in, 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 I try to find the lyric videos when I can. And so that's always in every week's show notes, and you can always find those uh, on my at my website, michellekneezat.com. So beloved in the Greek is agapeatos. And while it is an adjective, did you hear its root word? Agape, unconditional love of Father God, agape. So as beloved, we are divinely loved ones. Okay, and our lyrics say, I wanted you to know you are beloved. Let it soak into your soul. And that's my prayer for you today, that you will let it soak into your soul because beloved is an adjective. It describes our identity. We are divinely loved. But it's funny in the English language, it's made up of two words. It's a compound word, be and loved. So while it describes us. And you can rest in the truth that you are divinely loved. It also calls us to action. It calls us to be loved, to live loved, to reflect the love that defines us. And I looked up all of the verses in 1 John that used the word agapeatos, beloved. And I learned in 1 John 2, 7 that we are to obey a commandment that's not new. And the commandment is revealed in later verses, but it basically says, do not love this world or the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from the world. And this world is fading away, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. So if we are to be loved, we are not to love the world. 
Boy, that could be a podcast in itself, I'm sure. But if we keep scooting down to the next reference of beloved, we get to 1 John 3, 2, and we learn that the people who belong to this world that we're not to love, they don't even recognize us because they don't know God. We are unrecognizable. We're a mystery to them. But even if we are recognizable to each other as God's children, and even though our feet are on a path of reflecting Christ, we still haven't arrived because it says he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears at his second coming. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. So in this case, to be loved is to have hope in the future that God has for us. Then just a little bit further down, we see that our being loved should be reflected in how we love others. We see that we are to love others, not just with word or talk, but in deed and truth. And in 1 John 3.21, we see that kind of love giving us confidence to approach God because we're sure of our obedience to him. Now, at the beginning of chapter four, we see our next reference of when it, it talks about the beloved. And we, um, at the beginning of chapter four, our identity of being divinely loved leads John to warn us to test spirits to see if they are from God. Now, in our world today, one way to think about this means that you should not believe everything you read on the internet. <laughs> now, inherently, we know this. We've had we've seen funny commercials about it and everything like that. But so many false things sound good and true but not to the beloved. You see, the beloved train their hearts to hear God's voice through constant exposure to the gospel message revealed in his word so that they know truth when they see it. We need to test the spirits, beloved. Now, finally, we arrive where my childhood song inspired all along, 1 John 4, 7 through 21. It's a section entitled God is Love or Loving One Another or something like that, depending on the translation that you're using on your Bible translation. I'll have different um, subtitles in the sections. But I do want to read it to you today because I want to pull out a few key points as we close. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we've loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in him and he is in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we've seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love and whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is so also we are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. 
Now, this entire section reminds me of what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 22 when he said, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first commandment, and the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God, love others. Now, the reason that we need a song to remind us that we are beloved, divinely loved by God, is that for some reason we haven't fully received his love. We either don't believe it, or we think somehow we're being humble in not believing it, or we can't justify God's love in our own minds. But you see, we have a task at hand. We are to be loved, for we are. And because we are loved, We are to love God and love others. But how? Well, God himself, did you hear it in that section I just read? God himself gives us this superpower to love others. There's a warning, however, that anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Love originates with God. And we didn't choose him. He chose us. Remember, I just read this. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Verses 9 and 10 of chapter 4. You see, we didn't love God. He loved us. And then here comes the greatest conclusion in in verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. But you're stuck on the beloved part. You think there was something you could do or be to deserve God's love. And since you can't do or be anything to deserve God's love, you're stuck. You feel unlovely, so you feel unloved. Well, I hate to break it to you. You are unlovely, but here's the good news. It doesn't affect God's willingness to love you. Can I get a shout of praise for that? Scripture is clear. Verse 15, whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we've come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. We have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. It's not automatic, but it does start with something. God loved us first. Respond to that love. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he is in God. So acknowledge God's divine love for you. Respond to that love, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and then go out and be loved. Be loved and then go out and live loved because no one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. So what's next? Well, let God's word and this song convince you, you are beloved. Read 1 John all the way through. Perhaps you'll want to look up the references that all refer to the beloved, the agapeteos, (laughs) easy for me to say. Try some or all of the bites this week. Spend some time in the latter half of 1 John 4 and consider what it means to be loved and the responsibility that comes with it. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneesat.com. 
Hop on Twitter at Michelle Nizat or Facebook, Michelle L. Nizat. Let's talk about what you're learning. And before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank the premier Christian music streaming service, TheOverflow.com, for pointing their subscribers to this podcast. But more importantly, pointing them to God's word through music. Now, when you subscribe to their trial, you will receive a 10-day series of devotions that I wrote based on some of my most popular podcast episodes. So I encourage you to check them out at TheOverflow.com. I also want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, Ashley from Louisiana, Dawn from Texas, Rosa from Illinois, Beth from Maryland, Yvonne from Arizona, Trish from Illinois, and Sandy from Florida. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website will benefit from an email that I send out once a week. And in that email, you'll get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop, or you can even print it out. You get an email recap of the week's episode and you get instant access to any of the extra resources that I create from time to time. All of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com and subscribe today. And then don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe directly in iTunes. And while you're there, would you please leave me a written review and a star rating? This really encourages me, of course, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use the song Broken Things by Matthew West, a request from my oldest daughter, Emily. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 174. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.